Welcome to the Warrior Mama podcast, as we learn how to apply God's Word to our lives in motherhood, finding in big and small ways that the truth of the gospel applies not just to our lives as moms, but also to our children's lives, so that as we stand anchored in Him, we mother confidently with our hearts at rest. I'm so glad you're joining me today at the kitchen table. Welcome back to the kitchen table today. Y'all, I'm so excited for the conversation we're going to have. Today, I'm joined by Allison Brost, and she has written a book called This Side of Perfect, Holding on to Hope When Life Gets Hard. And we're going to be talking today about how when we are walking through super hard seasons of life, and you're going to see in her story what her hard season of life was, but how when we're walking through these hard places and we're trying to navigate them, how God really does come through and not just prove himself faithful, but proves that he is the source of what we need and who we can run to. So Allison, I'm so excited that you're here today. Allison is a mom of six and she has a beautiful story to tell about walking with the Lord and how and what he's brought her through. And so Allison, honestly, I would love to just let you open up and share with us why you came to write this book. Austin, well, first off, it's, it's so great to be here. Thank you for like welcoming me on and having me here. I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why I wrote this book, I mean, I feel like I'm thinking back even to when I was a kid, the Lord just put this desire to write within me. I remember back when I was in fourth grade, sitting at a desk and staying in for recess because I wanted to finish this book. You know, it had like little pictures at the top. And so going through school, I ended up getting a degree in journalism from UW-Madison, but I really didn't know what exactly God wanted me to do with it. I ended up staying home, which I love, and I still stay home. But through the years in 2018, we welcomed our fifth child, a little boy named Solomon Paul, and we had him with us for five weeks. And... I laid him down for a nap and he unexpectedly did not wake up. And it was, it was shocking. It was traumatic. It was all of the emotions that you can imagine walking through just so many questions, so much going through my brain. And I remember shortly after that, I started posting a little bit on Facebook. Well, I mean, I even remember I had posted a picture earlier that day a picture with my kids, you know, just, just, we had gone to the park. We live in Wisconsin and it had warmed up a little bit. And for us forties in Wisconsin is, is something in February. (laughs) I mean, it gets, it gets cold here, really cold. And so it was like, you know, the snow is gone. We're like, okay, it's forties. We're going to the park. We're doing something. And I posted this picture of my boys playing at the park and Solomon ended up passing away later that day. And so immediately there was people that were posting on, like commenting on that post. I'm so sorry. And, you know, I'm so sorry for your loss. And I hadn't at that time even gotten to let our family, all of our family know. And so it felt very public. It felt like, like people knew, which was, you know, it was a blessing and a curse. It was hard. And I was also grateful for that. But because of that, it kind of pushed me forward into writing because I felt like 
so many people knew that I needed to share about it. And it also became part of the healing process for me. I remember shortly after my mother-in-law just kind of whispering these, these words to my heart that God used saying, I feel like you are supposed to be writing about this. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is healing for you. And I think that the Lord really used that. I had never really considered writing in a online format. It's not something I'd considered or been looking for, but I believe that God used this to kind of push me in that direction. And so shortly after that, I started blogging. My oldest daughter also was really instrumental in that. She started a Facebook page for me without me even asking about it and kind of pushed me in that way. And over these next several months, I, I was journaling as part of the healing process, you know, as I'm going through questions with my faith and, you know, remembering things about Solomon and holding on to his life. And it, it just kind of all became full circle where I, one thing I like to think is that you just take that next step of obedience and see where God leads. And that's really what it was, is that I slowly just you know, as I'm writing, as I'm journaling, started to feel like this is maybe a book. This is not just for me, not just part of my healing process, but how many people walk through things that are, that are difficult and hard. And while I know that like losing a child is kind of a niche thing, right? It's not something that everyone walks through. I think so many of the questions and the trials and like the issues that we face and that we struggle with are the same. Whether it's losing a child, whether it's financial issues or, you know, relationship struggles, so many of those things are the same. And so that's really the heart behind my book and really where I felt God, God leading me in writing. Wow. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you in the sense that there are a lot of spaces that will cause us to question God's goodness or his faithfulness to us, Mm -hmm. cause us to begin to walk in fear. And in like, I know there was a season that we as a family walked through and I found myself, and for us, it was a very traumatizing season. And I found myself on the backside of it, almost walking. Well, I was, I was just very reactionary as I don't know a better Mm -hmm. word to term it. Like I was just constantly waiting for the next shoe to the next bad thing. I had tasted a bad thing and horrible you know, for us, it was very grieving season and I had tasted of that. And so I was just sure that there was going to be, I don't know. Did you experience that at all? Like I was sure that it was going to keep happening. Oh yes. Oh my goodness. I feel like the Lord is still kind of doing a healing work on me and my heart in that way. I definitely struggle with anxiety and fear after this, especially regarding my other children you know, we're at the park and we're on a play structure where I can't see them the whole way. And normally I'm not a helicopter parent. (laughs) I'm like, you know, they're fine. They're playing, but I just, all of a sudden those, those sayings of, oh yeah, they're just fine. Everything's going to turn out right. When you've gone through something where things haven't turned out in your mind, what's right. You, you suddenly can't stop those questions with those like answers. You need something more. And, you know, even something like, oh, my husband's not answering the phone and he said he was going to be home by this time. My mind immediately, even still will run to the worst case scenario. And so that's something that I have realized that for me, that God is standing in that worst case scenario, that he's right there. And so sometimes when I realize that I'm falling into, you know, falling for fear, 
is that it's me like thinking about my future without realizing God would be there in it. And so I just have to like say your prayer, Lord, you're right here with me. You're, if my worst case does happen, you're still going to be there with me. And that just helps me to, to come down off of, off of those feelings of fear. Yeah. Do you kind of, I have, I, I do something similar. I don't, I know that people talk about like breath prayers. I don't know that it's something as specific as that, but it's definitely, I will have to stop and like curb my thoughts that are racing and instead say, God, you walk with me like every day in every experience. Yes. Yes. And I'm so thankful. So, so thankful that he does. I remember a one time I was struggling, you know, sometimes just feeling like, okay, is God really, really here? Like, is he really listening? And feeling like, okay, I know that I know the truth of scripture, but God today, I just feel like I need a little bit of an extra reminder. And I remember sitting down on my bed and saying this, this little prayer, like, God, I just feel like today I need a little bit of an extra reminder. And then for some reason I started feeling like I need to clean my bedroom and like go under my beds and like dust and like vacuum the floor. <laughs> my kids were entertained. You know, this, this is out of the ordinary, right? I need to do this more often. <laughs> yeah. I literally like moved my, my dresser out. Like I was doing all the things that day. I just was motivated. And so I didn't make the connection between the two, but as I moved the dresser, I had had this little Bible verse card that had fallen under there and I had completely forgotten about it. And I pull it out and it's Psalms 46 one. And it says, God is our refuge and strength and ever present help in trouble. And God was just reminding me, like, I'm here with you. And then this gets even better because I, I, I got, I, I read that message, but I didn't fully intake it. I was like, okay, all right, sure. This happened to fall. I'm, I'm thinking in all the common sense ways, yeah. logic, sure. you know, well, then later that day, I'm taking my kids to Awana and my oldest son pipes up and he says, mom, do you want to hear my Bible verse for today? And he starts quoting the same verse. And I literally want to get tears in my eyes. Like, okay, God, you knew that one time wasn't enough. I needed it two times to be reminded, like you are with me. It was just so sweet. It's just a marvel for me because I think in the most, the hardest seasons is where God has been the most personal Yes, for me. So like we had a season and my husband was diagnosed with cancer and we had six children at the time. And Mm -hmm. I just remember, you know, he kind of, it was almost like it wasn't a cleaning episode. It was like, I had to get into the car (laughs) and drive with him. (laughs) Like I got a babysitter for all the little people and I got in the car and I ended up, I, I think when I was getting the babysitter and I knew I had to get away, I thought I was going to like go to target, you know, and like do that's my, if I'm going to go brainless, that's how I'm going to go brainless. Kind of, I want to escape and, you know, but God is so personal and he'll chase us down yes, and, and pursue us. And, and in that pursuit that day, similar to yours, your story, mm-hmm. which I just love, God did a lot the same kind of thing. And he showed me this one passage of scripture and he said, this is for you. Oh, I love that. And I think that that's, When we walk through these hard places, God is very faithful and, and saying, this is for you, you know? Yes. Um, And I think that's beautiful. 
for you that, yes. that it's become like a because it's become a testimony you know in the old testament they talk about gathering your stones and building building your altars so yes. in coming generations others will say why is this here and you can say it's here because this is where god showed up and this is how god showed up and, yes and that's in these seasons that are so hard it doesn't negate the hardness i'm sure that you grieved and mourned and wrestled and you're probably angry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But you have the stone that you're like, but this is what God did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think that really became so important to me, the word of God, because, you know, everything else changes, but God's word does not change. And when I think about like the stories, I think it's in Matthew seven, I'll still look this up, but where, you know, Jesus is talking about the parable about the two builders, the one who builds his house on the sand and the one who builds his house on the rock. And both of those people set out, you know, they're, they're setting out to build a house that's going to stand. They're not thinking about the storms, but the one that set his house on the rock, that's the one that stood. And I, it, it's so true of, of life, Right of when we go through those hard seasons or struggles or storms that, that inevitably come that when we're founded on the word of God, on that rock the foundation that will hold us tight. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's one of my favorite passages. Oh, it is. It is a very good because like, it is. I, I was right. Okay. You're right. Yeah. Well, unless I'm wrong too, I could be wrong too. Cause I am the worst at remembering like the address of something, but yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I'm the same way. I'm like, okay, I remember the words, but the reference is hard for me sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like I can see it on the page in my Bible. Sometimes I can be like, oh, it's on like right there. <laughs> and I love that. But I don't know where that is. I'm like, where's that? I don't know. Right? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. No, I think that in all truthfulness, beginning in some of those hard seasons for me is when I began to realize that. Until then, I had believed in God's word and, mm -hmm. you know, honored it, but didn't understand, I think, what God talks about in his Bible, in his word, in different places where he says, taste and see. And I'm, yes. you know, my words are sweeter than anything else. And there'll be a, you know, a balm for your soul. Like the spaces in God's word where he is like, I, I promise I'm enough. Mm hmm. Yes. I love that invitation to taste and see, to try him out. And I feel like, honestly, that's kind of what I was doing that first year specifically of walking through grief where your feelings are not matching up with what your faith says, you know, whether you're walking through maybe a health crisis or a divorce or, or anything like this, it's like, you're not always going to feel in agreement with what the Bible says. And I felt like it was this challenge to me, taste and see, stake your life on this and try it out and see that the Lord is faithful. And I'm just so thankful that he is. Yes. Yeah. Well, when you, and we've talked about a couple of verses and places and passages of scripture, but when you were really wrestling this out and beginning to, and, and your book talks about this basically of that we're going to have these questions and that these questions can be answered by God. Yes. That, that he's, you know, and I love saying to people like God, 
God stands up under your questioning. So I, I'm, I know that you say the same thing in this book of just, it's okay to ask the why is what you say. In yeah. book. And I didn't know, you know, what, what were some of the places in the word that God said, it's okay to ask your why, because here's, you know, here I am basically. Yes. You know, I know that this is probably cliche kind of answer, but when you're suffering, I think one of the people that we, we go to is Job, the book of Job, because he goes through such intense suffering. And I remember a couple months after losing Solomon, I started reading through the book of Job. And when you get to the end of the, you know, end of the book where he's talking to God and God starts asking him questions, it kind of turned me off at first. I'm going to be honest. I'm like, here's this big God. And it's almost felt like he was diminishing Job and all the things he'd gone through. Because from a human perspective, Job's suffering seems almost unimaginable. I mean, it is just so heavy and so intense that it's hard to fathom. And then he comes to God and it's like, God is asking him, where were you when, you know, when I created this or when I made that? And it felt like he was diminishing Job. But instead, as I started reading it, I I started realizing that instead God was answering it with himself. I don't think he was diminishing him. I think he was saying, just like the reasons for our suffering are too big to understand. So am I too big for, to understand. And I, myself, I'm the answer. Like God is the answer for in our suffering. We might not be able to understand why we go through everything, but he's not negating it. He's not diminishing it. He's inviting us to bring those questions to him and lay them at his feet and just telling us like, I am the answer for every question that you're going through. And that was really healing for me because again, I have a degree in journalism. And so for me, I remember going to school and like the first five questions you're supposed to get in that, you know, first paragraph is the who, what, where, when, why. And I wanted to sit down with God and like, can I have those, those answers? Mm -hmm. And God doesn't quite work like that. Instead, he wants us to trust him and have faith in him and also just trust that he is who he says he is. And that's enough. And, and that's what I found in the story of Job. And, and that's what I believe that he's done in, in my life. Oh yeah. That is, oh, that's so powerful. <laughs> Actually, like I'm pausing on it. because I'm just absorbing it. I, I think it is so powerful because we do, we, I do, I want all the, I want my list answered mm-hmm. and yeah. God doesn't most of the time in my walk hasn't answered my list. Or mm-hmm. hasn't answered it in the timing that I wanted him to answer it in. And sometimes yes. in the way that I wanted him to answer it in. Yes. And, and I know that is true for you. And figuring out. So because I think then for me, what happens is, or what has happened for me, is that then I go, well, God, do I not, like, am I not important enough for you to answer my questions? Do you not love me enough to answer my questions? Like, there's a lot of these Mm-hmm. these thoughts that begin to push in and the Lord answers me consistently with no, your identity is solid and secure. Like I love you and I've created right. you in my yes. image, but understanding that part and, and, and trusting that part is then a very hard process to be inside of. Yes. Yes. I think sometimes it's, it's not something that we'll see in the moment. I like to think of it like 
rear view mirror perspective. You know, it says in Ecclesiastes three that he makes everything beautiful in his time and that we're not always going to see the beauty in every part of the process. And I like one of my favorite verses has always been Romans eight twenty eight, And we know that all things that God works all things together for good to those that love him, to those who are called according to his purpose. And I guess I always thought that meant that I would see his goodness, like in every part of the process. And yet like, that's just not how it always works in our lives. We're not going to be able to see beauty in real time, but we can trust that God is who he says he is and that he's going to build that beauty. And sometimes it's just going to take faith and it's going to take rear view perspective in order to see it. Yeah. Well, your book talks a lot about even talking about the fact that fear isn't a bad thing. Yes. We, we want to say that if you are afraid or if you have fear that that is not right. So tell mm-hmm. me a little bit about how you address that in your book or what you experience. Yeah. So we talked a little briefly just about some of my own experiences after walking through the loss and then struggling, feeling fearful in my own life. What I realized though, is that the Lord addresses fear so much in the scriptures but there's actually two different kinds of fear. And one was really the fear of, you know, the things around us, whether it's the fear of our situations, the fear of man, but the other is, is really a godly fear, a reverence. Mm -hmm. And instead in scriptures, the Lord is saying, do not fear, but instead fear me, shift your focus of your fear, because there are going to be so many times in life when in human, in our human perspective, where we feel afraid, where it's almost natural. And so many places in scripture where, you know, we look at situations and it's, it's hard not to feel fearful, but yet God is saying, do not be afraid. And why? Because I am with you because I haven't left you. And so instead I feel like our fears are a reminder to just shift our focus from everything horizontal and instead shift our focus vertically. And I think then it's, it's this reminder of, we don't have to feel shameful or feel less than when we're feeling anxious or feeling afraid, but that's a reminder to shift our focus back to him. I think that is such a word, Allison, because I know that I interact and and talk with so many moms, both in here and just in ministry and in different places. And I really think that anxiety and fear and worry in whatever little pet name you want yes. to, call it, you know, cause some of us are like, I don't want to use the word anxiety. So I'll use the right. word free, but it's, it's kind of all in the same box and it's yes. what makes you feel unsure, unsteady and understanding that that is a, a, like when we feel that I love what you just said. Cause it's like when you said, when we feel that way to understand that God is inviting us instead to shift our focus him Mm -hmm. yes it's so powerful for any mom listening because we're all being flooded with different places where we're like oh my goodness Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like the the word that the Lord has given me I know this is probably again clinically cliche but I've I've the last couple years I've had the Lord remind me of a word of the year and my word for this year is the word rest and it felt kind of funny because I felt like I was going into this season that felt anything but restful. I had my book releasing, I had a song that I released, 
So, you know, human terms, it didn't feel restful, but yet I felt God laying this word on my heart of just, no, I want you to have your rest in me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, again, when we're feeling those feelings of fear or feeling afraid, that's what God's inviting us to is not trying to figure it out ourselves, not trying to push it away with common sense, which we talked about before. If you've gone through trauma or hard things, it becomes a lot more difficult or even impossible to do that. Instead, he's like inviting us to bring those to him, invite him into them and find our rest and our refuge in him. And I just think that's just whatever kind of fear or anxiousness we're, we're facing. It's an invitation to turn to Christ. That's amazing. Again, it's so true. Again, Allison's book is called This Side of Perfect, Holding on to Hope When Life Gets Hard. I don't know why I could not read yes. that in that moment. That's but. okay. This Side <laughs> of Perfect. <laughs> it's, yeah. It is. I want to encourage y'all, you will find links for her book and links to find Allison on the bottom of this show in the show notes. And Allison, I am so thankful that you've been here today, that you're sharing your story, but you're more than sharing your story. The truth is what, and I just want to give you this blessing. I feel like you're doing work for God. That is testimony work that impacts women And you have walked a hard story, but in doing that, you are giving God great glory. And and that, and that at the end of the day and at the end of our lives, and when we stand before him and we get the fullness of what all of this Mm. is about, you know, I just want to bless you. I thank you. I thank you for this book. I encourage everybody y'all go find this book and, um, and listen because, I mean, read it because What you're hearing here is just a taste of what's in the book, but the truth is we are all wrestling in hard places. Yes. And that was really my, my hope for the book. I know that, you know, we talked about, it's a little bit of a niche category with child loss, but I feel like the, the point of the book is that there's hope, whatever, whatever struggles, whatever trials you might be facing. And that so many of those things are the same even if they look different in our human perspectives, we all go through loss and grief and the answer is Jesus. So I just pray that it blesses you and thank you so much for blessing me. I'm glad to have you on. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening this week to the Warrior Mama podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support other Warrior Mamas, I'll tell you that one of the best ways that you can do is you can just share this podcast with your friends. You know, sometimes we love to talk about the things we like the most for our face, for our life, for our kids. Can I tell you that it would be a great blessing to begin to share with other moms the things that God is teaching you and the ways that He is growing you in Him. Our prayer over here at the Warrior Mama Podcast is that this podcast is something that does that for you in your life. So feel free to share it with your friends, post about it on social media, and of course, leave a rating and a review. I love seeing what God is doing in your lives. And I look forward to sitting with you at the kitchen table again next week.